Thank you for tuning in to Hill Country Fellowship's audio podcast. We hope you're encouraged and inspired as you listen today. For more information, visit us online at hcfburnett.org. That is awesome. Uh, I love those kinds of stories. I, I love the, the fact it's like, hey, I, I don't really know what this is going to look like, but we're going to celebrate it. Um, uh, and, you know, what's so interesting um, during, obviously, Christmas season is highlighted because he was sent here uh, to change everything and to, to, to make a way where there was no way. And the part of that way was we're adopted into the family of God. Uh, and, and, and we don't always know what it's going to look like or how the journey is going to go or, or what challenges are going to come, what, what uh, amazing blessings are going to come. But in the midst of it all, we still just need to, should, and have to purpose in our hearts to celebrate. We celebrate because, because we are adopted into the family of God, bumps, bruises, uh, all the stuff that goes along with it along the journey, but it never changes the fact that you are an adopted son, you are an adopted daughter of the living God. And, and I, of course, I love the, any adoption story because I think ad- adoption as it happens uh, in families is the, the greatest picture um, of, of our relationship with God because you, you had, you didn't have that family and now you have this family and it's, it's a legal transaction. Uh, and so, uh, obviously I'm into, uh, babies being born in my own family. We, we had five of our own. I, I love seeing babies born, uh, being born into great families, but the, the picture of adoption is so great because the, the brokenness that exists outside of it and then the beautiful uh, transformational uh, thing that happens when, when we are adopted. So uh, today we're gonna be talking about celebrating uh, during this Heart of Christmas series. Um, but I would be remiss to not start off without some of my Christmas confessions uh, to you. Uh, so first of all, I only have three today. Uh, first of all, I, I don't get green bean casseroles. Uh, you take cream of something in a can and you dump it on perfectly good green beans and then you throw these nasty French fried ch- uh, onions on top. Just eat the green beans and be healthier, okay? Uh, my favorite things... It's not a Christmas song. It's from Sound of Music. Stop singing it and playing it during Christmas, please. Uh, and I love, love, love figs. Anybody love figs? I love figs. Uh, and I always thought the, the hearing about figgy pudding sounded so amazing until I realized it was a British version. This like meat and kidneys and oats and figs. And no, Brits... I love Brits, but they should never be allowed in the kitchen or on the menu. Uh, they, they don't know food. They don't understand it. Uh, yeah, they just, they're great people and they should stay away from the kitchen. Um, so now figgy pudding scares me. And I'm like, why would they sing about that? It's not like figgy spam. I don't know. But so, uh, so we're talking about celebrating today. And so question I want to throw out to us for us to really take in is what, what are you celebrating this Christmas? This Christmas or any Christmas, but like, obviously, here's the Christmas we're in. It's next Sunday morning, which, by the way, we're going to have a great time, an unplugged Christmas on Sunday morning for those who can make it. And we're going to end Christmas uh, service with taking communion because Christmas is the beginning of Easter. Uh, It started 
uh, all those years ago, and then 33 years later, Easter happens, and so we're going to remember Christmas with communion on Sunday. Um, but what are you celebrating this Christmas? Some people, it's like, I survived another year. Okay. Uh, some people, it's family coming home for the holidays. All right. Bigger smile there. A big raise coming. Okay. That feels good. Hope it's not pompous. Um, Christmas baby or a Christmas grandchild coming uh, soon. Uh, the elections went my way. Uh, you know, that might be your celebration. Shopping's done. The groceries are, I don't have to go to HEB or Target, Walmart. Uh, y'all have at it. I don't have to, you know, that kind of thing. That's okay. It's a pretty weak celebration, but all right. Um, some people, it's I can't celebrate. It was too hard or it is too hard. I just can't celebrate. Some of those are great things. Some are, uh, kind of petty, <laughs> and some are, some are weaker, some have a, uh, an okay tinge to them, but maybe they're a little bit on the, the self-centered side when it comes to it. What we need to remember, just never forget, the first thing we see in the story of Christmas is celebration because Jesus. And we've got to keep that on the forefronts of our minds and our hearts during this season. There is nothing wrong with celebrating the family's coming or that you got a promotion or a raise and there's a blessing coming. There's nothing wrong with some of those things. Um, but, but don't displace Jesus and celebrating Jesus first, foremost, and always uh, during this season. Um, I love the angel's opening statement in the story of, of the, uh, the Christmas story in Luke chapter two, uh, in verse 10, when he comes on the scene, or the angel, I assume it's a him, I don't know. It's, it's an angel, it's a messenger. And, and, and there's the shepherds and it says they're, they're just hanging out doing their thing and then the angel stood amongst them and God's glory blazed around them. Can you imagine what that would have looked like? Again, just regular old shepherds doing the graveyard shift out in the field and all of a sudden, not only is this angel standing amongst them, but the glory of the Lord surrounds them. We don't even know what that even means. It's probably just like, bright noonday sun feeling. But the angel says, don't be afraid. I bring you the most joyful news ever announced and it's for everyone. That's verse 10. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born tonight in Bethlehem. So he's saying, hey, we are to celebrate. That's the point of what I'm bringing you, what Isaiah 9 was prophesying 700 years ago, that there would be darkness and then in the midst of darkness and in deep shadows, a bright light would come upon this earth to change everything. So celebrate this moment. And then the story continues. The best story ever continues in verse 15. And I'm reading most of my stuff from the message today because I think it just picture, it, it paints such a good picture of celebration for us. As the angel choir withdrew into heaven, so the angel came and then there's more angels that came and then they left, went back to heaven. The sheep herders talked it over. Let's get over to Bethlehem as fast as we can and see for ourselves what God has revealed to us. They left running and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby, Jesus, lying in a manger. Seeing was believing. They told everyone they met what the angels had said about this child. All who heard the sheep herders were impressed. Mary kept all these things to herself, holding them dear deep within herself. The sheep herders returned and let loose glorifying and praising God for everything they had heard and seen. It turned out exactly the way they had been told. Jesus is here. 
and they recognize it and they didn't go, you know what? Jesus is here. That's pretty cool. All right, who's making the coffee? They didn't do that. Jesus is here. We got to run everywhere and tell everyone. They did not run around the town and go, hey, I just, I hope it doesn't bother you that I tell you this. I just got to, I'll keep it quiet and it's not that big of a deal, but Jesus is here. They celebrated that Jesus is here and still today, 2,000 years plus removed from that day, Jesus is here. So how are you living your life? Like, how are you, how are you celebrating that? He's in our lives, never leaving us, never alone. Enjoy, enjoy. We should celebrate Jesus daily. So are you. Are you celebrating Jesus daily in your life? You're never left alone by God, ever. No matter what you're going through, no matter what's, what's happening around you, the good, the bad, the ugly, the in-between, you are never left alone. God with you. That's Emmanuel. That exists all the time, not just at Christmas when we sing the song. God is with you Believer always. And for the unbeliever watching or listening or here today, God is for you and he's actually with you trying to bring you to salvation all the time. Every person on the planet has God with them all the time. Some he's in because we believe and some he's working on to bring them to salvation. But God is with every human on the planet all the time. How can we not celebrate that daily? And think of your favorite like if you could like pick one superstar, athlete, singer, movie star, famous person ever, just to have around, if they were around you and you're like, that'd be the person I'd wanna hang out with, would you have them with you and then be like, I'm not gonna even talk to them. I, don't, I wanted them here, but nah, not really. I mean, think about it. People that grew up with Michael Jordan as their, as their hero or uh, those poor people who like Tom Brady or whatever it might be. Blah! I only hate Brady because he just always kills the Steelers. I'll just be honest with you. Um, but whoever that hero is, if that person, you're, you're like, that'd be my one person I'd have, you would just want to be with and talk to and hang out with them all the time. I love that commercial right now that's going around. I think it's the general insurance, but you know, Shaq does all the, the, the commercials for them. That little boy makes a wish. He's like, my wish is that Shaq would be my big brother. And then Shaq's there. He becomes his big brother. And they just have a blast. The kid just wants Shaq all the time around him because he recognizes this is my dream come true. So Jesus is the ultimate dream come true. He's with you all the time. So how are you living your life? And are you living different then you are pre-Jesus. Are you celebrating him daily or do you have fire insurance for eternity and you're just kind of like, meh? Are you telling people about him all the time? The shepherds couldn't stop. And then when they were done telling everybody because there's no one left to tell, they ran back and had a worship service around the sheep. I loved our sheep. That was the greatest picture of sheep. Like one starts walking, the rest are like, I guess I gotta go too, you know? It's like the perfect pictures of us as sheep because that's us. And Jesus is like, I know, I know. Okay, that's the sidebar that was free. Um, but you're never alone. You're never left high and dry. God is always for you. He's always with you. And no matter what's going on this Christmas season, this year, uh, whatever, it looks for, whatever it looks like coming in, in January. Man, try celebrating. 
Try just living a celebratory life because of Jesus in your life. Celebrate him as the real thing first. Celebrate him daily. Celebrate him above and beyond all other things. And I guarantee you, your life will change because of it. There is no way that you can live a life where you celebrate Jesus that it won't change your life for the better. There's no way. And the opposite, sadly, is true. If you live a life where you don't celebrate Jesus, it won't get better. Now, temporary, you might get a raise or get a bigger house or, or, or be okay in this setting, but it, that's, that's gonna fade. That's, that's, that's gonna go away at the end of a certain amount of time or time itself for you. But Jesus being celebrated always and first the, the first thing on your mind, the last thing on your mind at night, the, the, the one you go to, the one you include in everything, the one you point to, the one you talk about. If he becomes the object of your affection all the time, your life will change in the most beautiful, unimaginable way ever. You think those shepherds ever went back to being the same? I don't think they did. I don't think they could. We were watching the the chosen version of that the other day, and I know there's embellishment going along with it, but those, those shepherds, they were just regular people making fun of each other, bickering a little bit, being petty, being kind, all, all the stuff, and all of a sudden, the angels came, and they were like, we gotta run. And then they saw Jesus, and it, they ran away to tell others about Jesus because their lives had changed forever. I can't imagine it going back. Our big idea today is that we can't help but celebrate. If we truly believe in and follow and adore Jesus, we can't help but celebrate. I mean, look at what Paul says about about this day that we celebrate and and all that it means in Galatians chapter four, verses four and five. Paul says this, but when the time arrived, perfect time, that was set By God the Father, God sent his son, born among us of a woman, born under the conditions of the law so he might redeem those of us who'd been kidnapped by the law. Religion and rules, structure that had, in a wrong way, that had become the the idol or the overlord. Jesus came to be born into that which was good for its time, but then lost its way in some ways, but, but was never meant to be the whole he came to fulfill the law. I love the, the preview of the chosen. He's like, I, I am the law of Moses. I came to fulfill it all and to bring freedom. At just the right time, Christmas happened. The Christmas that we celebrate. At just the right time, God said, this is the perfect time. I got it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop him in in the form of a baby like everyone else. And, and he's gonna be born in the most humble circumstances to show people that he gets you. He gets you. Whatever you're going through, Jesus gets you. He does. He understands the struggles and the challenges and the limitations of human life because he was born the same way that all of us were born. And he walked this life. Yeah, different time, different era, different finances, different governments, all that stuff. Um, He had it harder than probably all of us in this room. But he does get you. Christmas happened to redeem you and then to adopt you 
like Michael and Amy were talking about with their boys. Jesus is this fulfilled promise that, that, that makes us family because we're adopted into, into God's family. Our slate wiped clean, like wiped clean, all forgiveness intact. You don't have to earn it. You can't. You don't have to go back and, and beg for it again. It's there. It's for you. We inherit eternal life and, and rewards that we see in Scripture, blessings from God himself, and this gift given just because you're so loved. Nothing you did, just that you're so loved. This gift of Jesus, of redemption, of salvation, of forgiveness of sins, of eternal life, of the, the Holy Spirit being deposited into your life, that's a gift just because you're so loved by him. That's the heart of Christmas. Every wrong, every awful thought, every ignorant misdeed, every purposeful, awful thing that you've ever done, every failure, every mistake, forgiven fully. Forgiven fully. This should be celebrated daily. All your sins forgiven fully. If you, can't forget, if you can't celebrate that, I don't know what's gonna make you excited because that's the ultimate. That forgiveness of sins puts us in a category of being holy and perfect, which allows us to be in the presence of the living God all the time and the living God in the presence of us all the time. He doesn't hang out where it's not holy. He makes things holy when he comes in. And so he comes in at salvation and he lives in us. So are you celebrating this daily, this forgiveness of sins, this, this slate wiped clean? And the way it's celebrated is that, that we get excited and we, we live thankful, grateful hearts. I don't think you can be thankful and have gratitude and be grateful without celebrating. I don't think there can be a grumpy, grateful person. I don't think there can be a, a ho-hum uh, gratitude. A thankful heart says I'm celebrating whatever I'm, whatever I'm thankful for. I'm just so thankful. Nobody goes, oh God, I'm so thankful I live in a free country. <sighs> Nobody does that. They might, they might say I'm thankful for living in a free country that stinks, but they're not really celebrating it and they're not really thankful. A thankful heart says, Lord, I know that it's broken, but I live in a free country and I can worship with others freely. And yeah, there's things that need to be fixed, but like nothing's ever gonna be perfectly fixed, but you're here and you're with me and what a life I have. I have friends and family and there are lost people I get to tell about Jesus. That's a good life. A thankful heart is a celebratory heart. And so we live that way, but then we also give it away. Just like the shepherds, they, they were excited and they worshiped and they ran and they told people and they went back and they worshiped. So it's a, it's a both end. It's me being excited and celebrating God and worshiping him, but it's also telling people the good news of the gospel that they are saved if they just say yes to receive the gift. A celebratory life gives away Jesus. In Philippians 4, 4 through 7, Paul, Paul is writing and, and, and he's challenging us. And he says this, celebrate God all day, every day. I mean, revel in him. 
Make it as clear as you can to all you meet that you're on their side, working with them and not against them. Help them see that the master is about to arrive. He could show up any minute. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns before you know it. A sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. That's a lifestyle for me and a lifestyle to live out for the sake of others. Listen to what verse seven says in the NLT. I love how it's phrased. You will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus, thankful and celebratory. You want peace? that exceeds your understanding of how you are at peace, celebrate Jesus. Love people with compassion and grace and care and tell them the good news. Thankful and hope-filled or anxious and worried? Which one do you want to live in? There's no middle ground. You want to live thankful and hope-filled or anxious and full of worry? Scriptures tell us worry profits a man nothing uh, it does make you prickly and you freak people out. Or you can be thankful and hope-filled. And you may freak people out with like, why are you so hopeful? But that's a good freak out. Like if somebody can't figure you out because you're so joyful and hopeful, that's a good thing. Because they'll probably want to know what's going on. Maybe they'll ask what you're smoking, but you can tell them I'm not. This is why, right? This is why, Jesus Oh, that religious stuff. No, he came to, to, to take care of that religious stuff. It's Jesus. It's a relationship. Oh, yeah, yeah, you got to sign up for, you know, all the stuff. It's like, yeah, but the stuff is amazing. That stuff is a gift. Let me tell you about what he did in my life. Here's who I was. Here's when I chose him, and here's what he's done. Testimony's powerful. Man, use that opportunity. Or just be worried and fearful and join the club of the world which doesn't know what to do. They're the lost ones, so don't be amongst them. Go to them to see them saved into, into a relationship with Jesus. So we celebrate God all day, Paul says. Revel in Jesus. Be considerate of others, don't attack them. No worries, pray tons. Be thankful, and then you'll be at peace, and you'll live the life you were designed to live. So for the saved in this room or listening, you are God's very own. Are you living this way? You are God's very own. The God of all things, you are his very own. Are you living that way? Are you living that way? For those who've never chosen Jesus as Savior, maybe you're watching later in this week and it's a Wednesday and you're checking it out or you're tuning in online or you're here and, and you're, you're visiting today or you just come today and you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, to believe in him, to accept the gift of salvation. Here's the thing, he wants you, he loves you, he would love to celebrate saving you today we're told in scripture that when one sinner repents, all of heaven rejoices. At every moment that a person around the planet gets saved, heaven has a party. He loves to celebrate you. 
Jesus loves to celebrate you because even though everything's all about Jesus for us, to Jesus, everything's all about the family of God, him, the Father, the Son, the Spirit, and those who are adopted into the family. And so you're always on his mind. You're always on his heart, and he loves to celebrate you. So for those not saved, you haven't made that decision because you have to make the decision. You can't get in on your parents' salvation. You can't get in on church attendance. You can't get in on being uh, in, in a conservative, patriotic part of the country in Central Texas. Uh, you know, I love it, but you, that's not going to get you salvation. That's just a, that's just a very peaceful place to live. Uh, but you can't get in on anything other than I need you, Jesus. Will you become my King, my Lord, my Savior? That's the only way. And He says the free gift is offered. Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You believe it in your heart and you speak it out with your mouth. So, are you ready? to be his, and to choose Jesus. It happens as simple as, yes, I am. The thief on the cross had probably the weakest salvation prayer in history. Can you remember me? Yes, today you're with me in paradise. Mary, at Jesus' feet, not his mom, but Mary Magdalene, didn't even say words. She was so broken, and Jesus just said, she's saved. Zacchaeus jumped out of a tree for goodness sake, in, in humility. And Jesus says, salvation has come to your house today. It's as easy as, yes, Jesus, I accept. I mean, we're in the season of gift, gift giving, gift receiving, wrapping. Everybody done all the wrapping? I think my wife got all the wrapping done. You know, so all these gifts. And so here's this gift, personally wrapped by Jesus, given to you. You don't earn it. You just get it. It's salvation for all time. And Jesus says, here, if you want to live a, an abundant, purposeful life here on earth and then have an eternal life with me, you just unwrap this gift. I won't unwrap it for you. You have to do that part yourself. But everything else is done and then it's yours forever. And if you don't know him today, know that there, there is a decision you have to make. You're either, gonna, you're either gonna decide yes or no today or I'll wait and see, which is no at this point. Never too late uh, until it is. Um, but that gift is given to you. And he's saying, hey, will you accept the gift of salvation? We wanna have a party. We're ready in heaven to celebrate and have a party. Will you just unwrap the gift? And if that's you, the most important thing that can happen this Christmas, the most important thing I can say this whole season is, will you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And if that's you right now, man, just, just say yes, Jesus. I'm gonna take just a moment. I'm gonna ask everybody just to close your eyes. I'm not gonna ask anybody to raise hands or, or walk up front if you want to. Awesome. But I'm just gonna pray. And, and if you need to pray this prayer with me, you just pray it. You just say something along the lines of, Lord Jesus, I accept your gift of eternal salvation. I believe in you. I don't know everything about you, but I want to know you. I want you to be my Lord. I want you to be my Savior. I want forgiveness for my sins, and I want to follow you all the days of my life. I accept you, Jesus. Thank you for saving me and making me yours. Now help me to know you 
more and more every day of my life and live celebrating you. Amen. And if you said that prayer in any form, fashion, I would love to talk to you later today. We'd love to get you a Bible if you need one um, and, and, and just be able to pray with you, pray for you, and, uh, and help you to take steps along the way of growing in Jesus. That's called being a disciple. Uh, we're all on that. We, we're disciples till we die. Uh, so nobody arrives. Um, if you've met somebody who arrived, run away from them uh, or help them know they haven't, whatever that is. Um, but we're disciples in Jesus means we just grow closer to him and become more like him. So if you prayed that prayer, uh, would you find me or one of the pastors today and just let us know so we can rally to you? Um, and, and then I wanna, I wanna wrap up by looking at a passage in Ephesians. I, I think it's one of the most beautiful, powerful, challenging, uplifting, encouraging uh, passages that, that, that I could ever imagine reading. And Paul writes it um, talking about the, the love and the freedom and the, and the blessings uh, of Jesus for us just by being saved by him, all that we get he saves us and then we get stuff. It's like, if that's not enough, he, he gives it to us. Uh, it's Ephesians chapter one, verses three through 14. And Paul writes this, how blessed is God. What a blessing he is. He's the father of our master Jesus Christ. And he takes us to the high places of blessing in him. Long before he laid down earth's foundations, he had us in mind. Before the first formation of this planet, you were on his mind. He had settled on us as the focus of his love. The only reason he made humans, he didn't need anything. He made human beings to have someone to pour out his immense love into. You were made to be the absolute object of God's love and affection. That's you. That's who you are to him. To be made holy, to be made whole and holy by his love. Long, long ago, he decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. What pleasure he took in planning this. He wanted us to enter into the celebration of his lavish gift giving by the hand of his beloved son. Because of the sacrifice of the Messiah, his blood poured out on the altar of the cross. We're a free people free of penalties and punishments chalked up by our, all our misdeeds. And not just barely free either, abundantly free. He thought of everything, provided for everything we could possibly need, letting us in on the plans he took. Letting us in on the plans he took such great delight in making. He set it out. He set it all out before us in Christ, a long-range plan in which everything would be brought together and summed up in him, that's Jesus. Everything in deepest heaven, everything on planet earth. It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we're living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eye on us, had designs on us for glorious living. Part of the overall purpose, he is working out in everything and everyone. It's in Christ that you, once you heard the truth, believed it and believed it, this message of your salvation, you found yourselves home free, signed, sealed, and delivered by the Holy Spirit. This signet from God is the first installment of what's coming. A reminder that we'll get everything God has planned for us. A praising and glorious life. 
See, right here, Paul celebrates all the spiritual blessings that are available to believers in Jesus, the, the Savior. We celebrate this season of Christmas because, because Jesus is the, is the one that God used to save and redeem the entire world. He always planned on it. It doesn't mean that he chooses some for salvation and some for not. He chooses all for salvation. All are given the gift. Just some choose not to unwrap it. Everyone was on his mind and heart. Everyone he had designs for. But he does give us free will. But what a picture of all the blessings to come. And, and along with all that, there's just... Along with salvation and redemption and forgiveness of sin, there's, there's always more in Jesus. If that wasn't enough, we get all the extras. We belong to God now. You belong to the creator God. So what does that say about anything that you're walking through or dealing with? Because I know some of you are walking through and dealing with heavy stuff. I get it. It's not that that's fake or you shouldn't think about that. You're in it. But what does it say when you know you belong to God? It says that God is walking that through with you. He will not leave you there. God's plan is perfect and it unfolds just like he wants it to. Nothing gets past him or takes him by surprise. You're on his mind and his heart. He is for you. And even those things that, that, that seem to go wrong, he knew and, and he has a plan for it. And, and he's a redeeming God and a loving father who walks the journey with you. We live in a broken world. And it seems so much easier to say from somebody who isn't walking through stuff. I just had a friend and he's watching right now. I love you, Randall Huggins, my brother. Just had his leg removed below his knee. He's having to walk through all the stuff that he's gonna have to learn and get a prosthetic and all the, the time that goes with the, the rehab and the therapy. I was talking to him the other day and he was so uplifted and encouraged and encouraging. I'm like, dude, you sound like a new person. He goes, I'm a new person. He lost his leg, but God is bigger than that leg. And he knows he's loved and he knows there's a church that longs for him to come back and, and that we can't wait to celebrate with him. And he might even be here on Christmas morning if he's back in time. He's going through stuff, but God's going through it with him. And God has designs for him and his life ain't over. Heaven is here. Like, not only do we belong to God, but heaven is here. It's in us. It's, it's, it's with us. So what does that do for you when you realize that heaven is here with you and in you. Does that make you want to just be excited or is it like, eh, eh? Heaven is not a cold that you have to endure. Heaven is here. It's with you. So how do you respond to the reality that, that you're walking around in the midst of heaven all the time and then there's a perfect heaven being created and crafted for you at the end of time? So how should we be responding and living when we realize as followers of Jesus that heaven is at home in our hearts? We better be the most excited, smiley, joy-filled people in Burnett County 
If not, there's something missing, a disconnect. And we have guaranteed eternal life. We have an abundant life here, yes, but we have a guaranteed eternal life. We, we wait for everything that's, com- that's to come. It's guaranteed for us. We, we have a great life here, but like everything to come is perfect. And, and that's coming, and, and that, that can't be taken away. How does that make you feel or think or act when you realize that, that heaven is a guaranteed home for you? I hope you're telling people about it. I hope you're telling people about what's guaranteed and what can be for them and, and the life to come. It doesn't end at dust. It only begins with your last breath. You are sealed and set apart by the Holy Spirit. That's what this down payment from God is. The Holy Spirit in you is God's down payment for eternity to come. I don't know if it's 10%, I don't know what, you know? But, but God says, I give you a down payment. It's the Holy Spirit in you. And that means that you are guaranteed of an eternity with him. That is a great down payment. And you don't have to pay it. All you do is get it and then it gets better. Sealed, protected until forever comes. You're extremely blessed and you're dearly loved. That's God's view. To God, you are dearly loved, and he loves blessing you. Whatever you walk through, whatever you face, whatever is thrust upon you, whatever you simply struggle in, you are dearly loved, and he's walking it through with you. Don't forget to celebrate with gratitude. And remember those who are lost or broken down or hopeless or maybe full of themselves. They need Jesus. They need the Jesus in you. They need the Jesus in you because they don't have him or they're not, they're not living in him or from him. I'm gonna end with verse 12 again. I'm gonna personalize it for you a little bit. I'm gonna ask you to stand right now. And I want you to take this in and realize this is God thinking towards you, these things. Long before you first heard about Jesus and got your hopes up, God had his eye on you, had designs on you for glorious living. Part of the overall purpose he is working out in everything and everyone. He, he had his eye on you, his designs for you to give you a full and abundant life. Jesus wants you to live fully in him. He saved you to enjoy life. And Jesus wants your joy-filled life to infect others. Usually infections are terrible unless they come in the form of the kingdom of heaven. And then let's just infect everyone with the joy-filled life we get from following Jesus. He wants you to help others get their hopes up. He wants, he wants you to let others know that God has his eyes on them and longs to have relationship with them. He has a design for them to, to not harm or, 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 or lessen their life, but to give them a hope and a future, a beautiful life. And the message comes from you. You are the messenger in the same way the angels were that night. Where you go, darkness gets ushered away. There might be deep shadows in people's lives. And when you walk in, it lightens up. 
you are the very image and message of Jesus Christ. You think that angel was ho-hum that night and with the shepherds like, I know we've been waiting for eternity for this, but just to let you know, Jesus is here. No, that angel was probably like, I, I got picked to say the words. I'm so excited. I bet the angel was blasting the news. Be excited and celebrate Jesus in your life, but also to the others that are stuck in darkness and shadows. They need an everlasting father, a prince of peace, a wonderful counselor, a mighty God. Give that away. Not just this season, but people are open this season. Almost anyone will talk to you during this season. You just strike up conversations and then turn it into Jesus and let him have his way in their lives. Lord, we thank you for loving us, for, for your heart for us. I thank you so much, God, that we are the object of your affection, that you had designs for us before we ever heard about you, before our hopes were up because we started following you. You had plans to give us a glorious life on earth because of you. I thank you for saving us. Lord, help us to not only be ones who rejoice and celebrate, but that we take that good news and we do like the angels and we just go and we just say it. And then we do like the, the shepherds and we run and we tell it. And then we can't help but get together and worship because of it. But that we live our lives outward bound because of the, the deposit guaranteed uh, by the presence of the Holy Spirit in us. And Lord, if we're walking through tough things, I just pray you help us to see you, that we'd look to you. It doesn't mean that the tough thing might not go away right away, Lord, but, but we'll, we'll know you're there because your presence with us is heaven. What a gift. Thank you, Jesus, for the gift of eternal life, friendship, salvation, adoption, and your very presence all the time. May we live out of that. In your precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more sermons and full service replays, visit us online at hcfburnett.org. God bless and have a great week.